0: These are the facts. The world is in trouble, but we're going to straighten it out. We are going to build the wall, Okay, Don't worry. America first. Together, we will make America great again. That's what I do. I fix things. We're going to straighten it out. Joined now by Adrian Collins, co-owner of the website The Fourth Wall, because, of course, it is unprecedented. Our weekly look at uh, the Trump White House, uh, together with Adrian, who spends every waking hour seeing what's happening over there. Adrian, welcome to the programme. What I am interested in is... Sessions, he's the Attorney General, isn't he? Yes. His testimony, how did it rack up in your opinion versus Comey, for instance?
1: There are two investigations essentially going on. The one that Trump, and he seems to be conflating them in his tweets, he's talking about collusion and he's talking about obstruction of justice. So that's two things. To clarify, one investigation is into whether Russia had any dealings with people in the trump campaign had any influence on the american election and all these stories have come out now about them even going so far as trying to tamper with voting machines in as many as 39 states so that seems to be a fairly solid case now the separate case which was why comey was fired and the case that has come out of that and what he talked about in his testimony is obstruction of justice which is donald trump asking comey i hope you can leave this flynn thing behind. So that's the obstruction of justice case that Mueller is looking at. So Sessions in his testimony sort of refused to talk about that under citing you know executive privilege, I'm not going to talk about my conversations with the President. So it didn't stack up very well there. But there's also, we have just briefly a very quick audio clip of Sessions changing, changing excuses for what he was doing when he was speaking with the okay, Russians. Let's have a listen to that.
0: Senator Franken I'm not aware of um, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I did have, not have communications with the Russians, um, and I'm unable to comment on it. I never had meetings with Russian operatives or Russian intermediaries about the Trump campaign. Let me state this clearly, colleagues. I have never met with or had any conversation with any Russians or any foreign officials concerning any type of interference with any campaign or election in the United States.
1: That's a kind of a tracing of him in January, him in March, and him now. And you can see in each of those replies, it's getting more specific and more specific. First of all, I had nothing to do with the Russians. And then second of all, I had nothing to do with the Russians in regard to their, any possible implication. And then I had nothing to do with the Russians on any election in the United States. So what he's doing is narrowing it because, or the kind of noose is tightening, if you want for a better word, phrase, he's flat-out denied it, and now he has to be very specific because the uh, facts don't match his story.
0: There are interesting words you use, though. The noose is tightening. You're almost part of the conspiracy theory. Me and Uh, Louise Mench. Explain this to me, Adrian Collins. Who's under investigation, and what are they actually under investigation for? I don't think... Like, we have no concrete evidence about anybody doing anything. Isn't that right? We have a ton of allegations, but we have no concrete evidence about anything. And interestingly, for people of my generation who remember Watergate, Watergate would have gotten nowhere until one day a guy said, oh, by the way, we got tapes. And then once the tapes came out, Nixon was toast yes and Nixon. we have no concrete evidence here
1: well w- we do and we don't so right. we have Comey's sworn testimony so that's him under oath like who are you going to believe Comey but or is Donald Trump, Trump.
0: everybody's under oath
1: yes and Donald Trump this this is another kind of a, a, a clip that we have actually here Donald Trump who spoke about being under oath and said that he would be 100% happy to speak under oath about this and then only for Sean Spicer to deny that's what he said a couple of days okay, later so, so here's the clip
0: so he said those things under oath. Would you be willing to speak under oath to uh, give your version of One hundred percent. I didn't say under oath. I hardly know the man. I'm not going to say, I want you to pledge allegiance. Who would do that? I hardly know the man. It doesn't make sense. He said on Friday that he would be willing to
1: testify under oath. Can you say when he would be willing to do that? Would he be willing to do that before Congress goes into recess? He was actually specifically asked um, whether or not he would talk to uh, Director Mueller, and he made it very clear what his position was.
0: So he's not saying that he would go before Congress? I
1: I don't know. I've not had a further discussion with that. I know exactly what he said on Friday in the Rose Garden is exactly what what he believes. So that's Spicer and Trump trying to narrow down, again, it's this sort of cleanup operation that Trump causes by his own design. So when he goes out and he speaks about, I'm happy to do this 100, he speaks off the top of his head, and he says, 100% happy to do that under oath. And then all of his lawyers and all of his advisors go, that's a really bad idea, don't do that or don't tweet that, or whatever it might be, and he creates his own problem. This whole obstruction of justice thing, as you were asking before, who's under investigation? The Washington Post had a story this week that Donald Trump himself is now under investigation. He wasn't before, when he was speaking to Comey, he wasn't involved in that Russia probe. But he is now because he asked Comey to drop this. And this is also coming from the right wing themselves. People like Newt, Ging- Newt Gingrich, Laura Ingram, these kind of right wing oh, figures oh, who are on trying on to. Now. Hold on Okay.
0: On. Everybody knows. I mean, well, most people, most American watchers would know Newt Gingrich, mm. who was head of, the, of Congress. Uh, the Speaker, of the house, yeah. Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House. Laura Ingram
1: She's just kind of right wing talk figure okay. who, who gets invited to these so what are they saying are they with Trump or again Trump or where are they? Um, Ingram has kind of floated back and forth but the reason that I bring them up is they're now on part of this campaign that Trump has apparently been thinking about firing Mueller this special prosecutor who's looking into his obstruction of justice case. Because Mueller has started putting a really strong team of specialists and prosecutors together, and now Trump is under the microscope. But can Trump sack him? He can't. That's that's the thing. that's what I would have thought. So it's Rosenstein. Now, this is where it gets a little... Who's (laughs) Rosenstein? He's the Deputy Attorney General, because Jeff Sessions has been proven to have some involvement with the Russians and had to recuse himself from any investigation. So Rosenstein was speaking also earlier in his testimony this week and he said rosenstein if you remember was the person who wrote the memo that they originally said was the reason they sacked comey and then donald trump went on television and said oh no i sacked him it was my decision i was always going to do it and that's part of the reason he's under this investigation because he said i sacked him i sacked him over russia and I sacked him because he wouldn't let this Flynn thing go. So in order to try and get away from all the suspicion that he's under for this collusion, which he wasn't really under, he's created another investigation of his own design, and focused on this him.
0: where's Rosenstein coming from? What's he do now?
1: He was speaking to uh, the Senate Intelligence Committee this week as well, essentially saying that partially I think that he's learned his lesson, and secondly that if somebody has to get rid of the special prosecutor, it will have to be him.
0: All right, so we should have a listen to him. Yes. Do you know of any reason for cause to fire Mr. Mueller as of this date? No, I do not, Senator. And that would be your decision if that ever happened, right? That's correct. And you're gonna make it, nobody else. As long as I'm in this position, Senator, it would be my responsibility. The President ever discussed with you the appointment of the special counsel or discussed the special counsel in any way. No, he has not. And second, if President Trump ordered you to fire the special counsel, what would you do? Senator, I'm not going to follow any orders unless I believe those are lawful and appropriate orders. Under the regulation, uh, special counsel Mueller may be fired only for good cause, and I am required to put that cause in writing. Uh, And so that's what I would do. If there were good cause, I would consider it. If there were not good cause, it wouldn't matter to me what anybody says. Where, where's Rosen? You see, I think the great thing about this is uh, when you buy a book sometimes, a book of fiction, there's a cast of characters at the front so that you know who's who. Like, increasingly now, there almost needs to be a kind of a cast of characters going with the unprecedented podcast. A family tree, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So people are saying, like, who's Rosenstein? Who's Comey? And who's Newt Gingrich? And all this. Now, he, Rosenthal is the assistant attorney
1: general. Yes. But you think he can fire Moeller-Lang? He would be the only one who could. But he said in that clip, what he said, which was key, was, I feel, list, like kind of reading between the lines of what he said is, I might have learned my lesson, that if anybody has to fire him, it'll have to be my decision. And if I do have to, that I have to find a reason to do it, I have to have proper cause, and then I have to write it down. And that's what he did for the Comey memo. Now, I'm not 100% sure. He had a sterling reputation. Both sides said Rosenstein's your man. He is really thorough... Brilliant, trustworthy character. And then a couple of days later, Comey was gone on his recommendation. And I'm not sure whether he was asked to draft that up as a kind of a, let's have a draft or find reasons or whatever. Well, I thought he was a
0: great guy. I mean, if he was a great guy and Trump came to him and said, hello, great guy, will you draft a dodgy memo? Great
1: guy would have said, won't draft memo. Well, this is the thing. When you're you're in that situation, you're under pressure, you don't know how you react. It looks like he maybe has learned his lesson because he's saying, I would have to put that in writing and I would need a very strong reason. So he maybe has said... I did it once before, and I realised but what they used that writing for. Probably for the team time
0: on on Unpre- President, I've said to you, Adrian Collins, where are we now? So where are
1: we now? Where are we now? Is we could be on the verge of Donald Trump being really under investigation from this special prosecutor, and now he's there's talk, like I said, from Newt Gingrich, like I said, from Laura Ingram, these right wing figures who want to besmirch his reputation for want of a better word newt gingrich a couple of months ago said this is the guy he's brilliant he's the perfect person to lead this investigation and now he's saying oh he's the head of the deep state he's this secret agent so what we're looking at the thing to look for in the next couple of weeks is what trump decides to do with Mueller. if he tries to fire him if he leans on rosenstein to try and fire him that's really bad news for the entire trump administration because this will be akin to Nixon and the Saturday Night Because
0: massacre. Nixon tended to, that's all part of the whole yeah. Nixon story. In fact, the really interesting about thing about this, for people who follow this, is almost to sort of get out historical precedence from Nixon, because we're getting a rerun. We are. In a different way
1: and I might recommend uh, one of my favourites probably uh, you, you'll you have a go at him now I know that have said that but uh, John Dickerson's Whistle Stop is a good kind of historical book that looks through all the interesting moments in the campaign there's plenty of good stuff on Watergate anyway maybe watch All the President's Men if you haven't in the last while <laughs> <laughs> Well there
0: you have it every week here on Unprecedented with Adrian Collins who's co-owner of the website The Fourth Wall and uh, we'll be back next week but of course you can get it all all on Newstalk.com or indeed on iTunes.